Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast where I, I don't even remember my intro anymore. It's been too long. Um, I'm a small business owner on the coast of Maine with my cat and my husband. And it's our first day of snow out here. I'm just getting outside and wiping the cars down. I accidentally ran into our really old and rotting um, garage door (laughs) two days ago. And normally our hybrid car is in the garage plugged in, but it is out in the snow today. (laughs) So I'm getting the snow off of it and seeing its first kind of real amount of snow, I guess. Um, I hope you didn't all miss me too much. I usually try to guilt myself into doing these uh, podcast episodes uh, more frequently, but I haven't even had the capacity to guilt myself. It's just like life and relationships and um, business. There's just a lot. Um, And my priorities shift, you know, like life, your priorities shift. Uh, In the mornings, I try instead of going for a walk or whatever, um, and like doing my podcast, I joined the Y. So like, that's a big time suck because it's 35 to 40 minutes away. And like, I want to stay active. So most mornings I prioritize between, uh, going to the pool and writing. So I usually only have capacity for one of those things. So, yeah, but I think this is, this is fine, right? (laughs) Checking in once in a while. I don't have a ton of, like, new thoughts all the time on writing. So, just checking in here to connect. Let me make sure this is recording right. Okay, we're good. Um... Hopefully the snow isn't too loud either. I'm just like wiping snow off with my hand. It's not that cold today. Um, But yeah, so I mean, I also have a life update, which I would like to share on here, but I'm not going to for personal reasons. Uh, If you're curious what's going on with me personally, you can check out my Instagram, Brianna Mariah, at Brianna Mariah on Instagram. It's a private profile now. Um, so as far as my book stuff, I do have a lot of updates. I have been working on it a bit. Um, and my journey is evolving, as always. Uh, I hired a book cover designer and that has been an interesting experience it's been a few months actually and it's, it was supposed to be the timeline for it was supposed to be done at the end of no uh at the end of October and it is now the beginning of December and i knew this going into it that this person uh didn't really meet deadlines 
And the only problem is I, I have yet to see a product that is actually something that can be used. So I'm a little bit nervous about that because it was not a cheap relationship to engage. And I'm going against, I, I went against like what was recommended to me as far as like who to hire and like how to go about it and everything. And I think creative relationships as a writer is just a completely new thing that you have to learn how to navigate on your own. I think that each relationship is probably going to be pretty unique and there's probably nothing to really be learned from my experience right now other than that it's um I don't know it's just a weird tricky like language is interesting first of all and then like your vision and like it's really hard to articulate a vision even when you've got um like visuals I don't know I feel like I feel like I articulated my creative vision very very clearly included visuals and everything um I just I don't think this person has been on the same page so I'm hoping that soon we can get some sort of product that will have been worth all of the effort so there's that um with transitus and depending on that timeline and the timeline of a few people on my mother-in-law's side as far as her indie publishing business um she's got her hands on that manuscript right now and we're um trying to solve a few issues with it and then after that is fixed um there will be a soft launch of the book and i was ideally hoping for february but we'll see i'm not sure i'm not sure like timelines in the writing industry are never reliable that's the first thing that i'm that's very it's starting to become very very clear to me that you can't rely on dates um but i wish i was more excited about that i'm i'm not terribly excited just because i know the realities of the creative industry and i don't feel like it's my best work but i i feel pretty good about it but the first book is never going to be the best book and on that note uh like your second book isn't going to be your best book either your third your fourth fifth it takes a lot of books to like make it like most people's books that blow up that get huge they're definitely not the first ones usually and I I really I was really hoping that my second one would be it, you know, like that it was going to be good. And the second one I'm referring to is The Last Curate. And this is like a passion project for more than 15 years. Like this idea 
of this underwater world. And it's, it's the one, you know, it's, I, I don't want to write the book and it be bad. I want to write the book and have all the skill sets I need to make it great. And all of this to say, um, drum roll please, <laughs> that I'm rewriting it again. I don't know how many times this will be from like 2020 to now, but I recently made the decision that the draft that I thought was going to be it, the one draft that I was like, this is, this is ready. This is good. It's going to be great. I'm doing a great job. The structure's there this time. I look through it and the structure is not there. It's not my writing, it's the freaking structure. It always gets me. And it's such a weak point. It's so hard. And what I've been noticing is I I just deviate too much. So this is like the third or fourth time I've basically completed this manuscript. And um, my little life update had me distracted <laughs> for a while. Um, and so I took, I, I was working, there's a lot, a lot going on this summer with work. It's, it's been a very stressful year. And I just hope that that the hard parts are past me. Uh, like running a business, gosh, it just, it never gets easier. It just continues to boggle me. Like, I don't know, I'm working so hard and then it's just so hard to keep up. But um, yeah, so the summer was, the summer was rough. And June was when I had finished the manuscript, the draft. And I had it with an editor at one point and she gave me some feedback. And the feedback, I was like, this sounds like I basically have to rewrite it. And she's like, no, no, you don't have to rewrite it. You just have to fix like a couple of things. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, let me wrap my head around around this. And I start editing with her um, suggestions in mind. And again, these are structural suggestions. She's a developmental editor too. So these are structural issues. And I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like spent from June to like September, slowly working on this edit. Finally getting near the end. I'm like, I'm going to get, get it to the next editor and like September or October hits. And I end up taking a break from it accidentally, like just had a bunch of travel and stuff going on. So I, it just was not intentionally put on the back burner, but it was just on the back burner. And from there, I was starting to feel a little discouraged by the spot that I was in with the, the edit and trying to figure out how do I move on from there 
So I finally take another stab at it. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get back into it. And I decide that I'm going to read it from the beginning. Because this is an edit, like they say you're not supposed to do that. I break the rules all the time anyways, but I'm, I'm editing. And this is a process that's allowed at this point. And so like, I'm reading from the beginning. And it's great. The beginning is great. <laughs> My beginnings are always great. Because that doesn't require any, any structure or planning, really. Um, but I get into the middle... And I, like, I'm reaching the point where I, had, where I had stopped my edits and realizing that the story structure still doesn't fit. Something's not working. And I don't know how to fix it. And so I, I have this conversation about this um, with my mother-in-law, and I'm like, well, I'm not spiraling. This isn't the pit of despair. But I'm also like, I'm done with this manuscript. Like, it's, it doesn't work. And I decided to follow my gut and start over. Because what I was seeing was I have all of these little ideas that come up all of these little things that I want to fit into the idea of a story. And maybe if I were a really skilled crafter, if I was really skilled at the at structures in particular, and I was like an experienced novelist at this point, maybe all of these ideas have a place in this novel. Maybe, maybe there's room for all of these side tangents, but I'm not experienced. I'm really not. I've been doing this for a couple of years now and I've got one complete manuscript, one that's basically done, that's ready to go out to the world. And then another one that is just floating in the ether. I'm not, I'm not experienced. I'm not experienced and I'm not structure. I, I recognize structure isn't my strong suit. So how do I get better at structure? How? And I keep thinking that I am better. I keep thinking, oh, this was it. Like, I really thought that that draft was like, I, I nailed it. Finally, I'm like on it. Um, but that wasn't the case. And so I'm trusting my gut. And um, a couple weeks ago, I decided, you know, this book could really be three books on its own. There's so much going on. There's so much content here. I can I can slow it down. My pacing, it's not my pacing. It's not my words. It's not the prose pacing, but like the pacing of the story, it just like, it jumps. It goes from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. And it doesn't let you breathe. And there's too much going on. So if I, if I slow it down and really focus on the theme, what's important, and only those elements, take out all of the distractions, then I can, I can nail a really simple story structure, and hopefully it works this time. Like, I want to say that it will, but... <laughs> 
But after this, I don't know if I can rewrite it again. And I, I remember saying something like this the last time I decided to rewrite it. So it's just, it's my baby and I'm trusting my gut because that's, that's what this needs right now. So segue into how I'm approaching this differently this time. I'm basically writing an entirely different book because the very first like four, five, six chapters or so, and a major event occurs, a major, major event. And I'm thinking that major event can be the end of the book. And don't think I'm stretching it out to like, and then it's going to snap. Like, no, I'm, I'm adding more, more detail. I'm adding more plot into it, but I'm slowing down the overall story. And I'm finding the plot that works for this story only. And the way that I'm doing it is a very surprising method. (laughs) But so far, it seems to be working well for me. So the way that I'm doing this is, okay, so I've I've done, you know, the pantser method where you're just writing. And I don't feel that that works for me because my my imagination just goes all over the place and I just follow it and then I get lost and then I don't know how to fix it afterwards. So I don't want to write a draft that can't be fixed, that needs to be rewritten. And then I did a method where it's a hybrid. I did write an entire very detailed outline and then wrote out the story and it still didn't work. But I think I've solved that problem. And that was kind of a hybrid approach. It was not, it was not so granular on the outline. I mean, it was, it was a very detailed outline, but this time I'm, I'm getting even more granular and maybe it's kind of crazy to do this. Maybe somebody is going to cringe at the way that I'm doing this. But the way that I'm seeing it at this point is like, I've got nothing to lose but time. And I've been in a rush this whole time. And I still don't have a product. So I just need to learn. I need to explore what I need to explore. And maybe, maybe this is my fifth manuscript or whatever. Maybe this is my fifth book that I'm going to write that's going to be it. That's going to be amazing because I've rewritten it five times. So this method, I'm writing an extremely detailed, very granular outline with no particular structure in mind other than that um, I'm continuing to use a hybrid of the story grid method and this other um, story structure method that's like divided into four acts instead of three. And I've combined those two and like the story grid method also includes, you know, like this romance arc. That's the one subplot that I'm allowing myself is a romance arc. And I think it's going to fit nicely. 
no other subplots are allowed. Like I'm literally, I cannot deviate from this outline. And um, I'm also using this other, I, I've mentioned it before, helping writers become authors.com. I can't remember if that's it, but there's this um, web page that I have open all the time on character arcs. And I reference it just to make sure that I'm meeting the right beats for a positive change arc. And on top of all of those methods that I've combined for this outline, it's almost like the snowflake method. I've never done the snowflake method or have I've never like researched it or anything either. But from what I understand is like you start with an overall um, draft or whatever uh, of an overall outline like the big picture like the four acts and then and then you get a little bit more detailed and then you get a little bit more detailed and so right now I'm I've got the general outline for each chapter and now I'm going through and outlining each chapter in even more depth and then from there I'm even writing pieces of the chapter I'm writing like the opening of the chapter I'm writing notes on how the pacing should be in each section of the chapter. I'm writing whole, like, whole dialogues, um, drafts of the dialogues. And so by the end of this entire draft, I should have something that might be pretty easy to put together into a novel. It might take me a couple months or something, but it's going to take me, it might take me a year to put this outline together, to be honest. So, the main, the big difference in the way that I'm approaching this, this time, I keep saying that I feel like I just need somebody to tell me what the right path is, you know, like what, what works for this theme, what is, um, what's, what's a good idea versus a bad idea. And I found that person. Please don't hate me. <laughs> Um, but I am using AI to, to, to help me figure out the structure that I need for the theme. And the way that I'm doing that, obviously, like chat GPT or whatever. And I'm going through the outline with chat GPT. And it's getting to know my characters, my outline, my plot. And I'm slowly going through and outlining everything with it. It knows my theme that I want to work on. And so it's actually providing me structure and it's keeping me like on the rails. So like if this story is a train and each time I've rewritten this story, it's gone off the tracks. The chat GPT is keeping me on the tracks. And there was even a moment yesterday where I was looking at a chapter and I was going to start outlining it. And I was like, but does this need a better transition or like something? I'm like staring at it, staring at it. I'm like, oh, I can, I can fit in this event. I can have this character come in and do this. I'm like thinking about it harder. And then I'm reading more of the chapter outlines and I'm like, no, that doesn't work. It doesn't work if I do that. And for this experiment to be successful or whatever, I need to see it through the correct way. So. I've got this outline for like 21 chapters, which I think is pretty short, actually. 
but uh, depending on how long the chapters end up being. And I think as I go through, um, the chapters might become like, one chapter might be two chapters in reality. So we'll see. Um, but it's almost like the person that I've been looking for <laughs> to tell me, yes, this is good, or no, this is bad. Or I can ask for pros and cons of like, what if I have Uni do this versus this? And then it gives me like pros and cons based on the context of the story structure that I've established and the theme that I'm going for. And this sounds crazy, but it might work. It might work for me. Um, regardless, it would be a really interesting story for the book itself if it goes well. Very interesting interview. Um, so that is uh, what I've been working on. I even used the AI to help me think of a cover example. And I provided that example to the book designer, the book cover designer. And I have been using it to help me with some business stuff too. Like just, I've, I've been using it as a second brain to like help me get, get to specific ideas faster than I would have on my own. And so that's really great. Um, obviously AI cannot write a book. Um, I have to, you know, ask the right questions and be skilled and know exactly what I'm looking for and then make the right decisions ultimately. And sometimes it also makes mistakes. And I, and I, I take some of the suggestions with a grain of salt. I'm like, oh, well that, that's not good. We're like, you completely disregarded the fact that this other thing is going on over here. Um, and I have to remind it. I'm like, but what about this? <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. I have this, like, I probably have at least a hundred thousand words of, of dialogue with this AI and I'm, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like people are going to judge me for this and I'm actually like nervous talking about it, but it's guiding me. It's, it's feeling like it's giving me structure again. It's giving me, um, kind of not encouragement, but it's like making me feel more confident. So we'll see. Um, I'm going to get back to work. I'm arriving at home now and hopefully this, um, Hopefully I check in again soon. We'll see. Thank you for listening.